Audible presents Science News, the weekly audio news magazine of science for February 18, 2012. Here is some of what's making news in the world of science this week. Antibiotic fails sinus infection test. Also, Tai Chi reportedly helps Parkinson's patients balance. And news this week that BPA fosters diabetes promoting changes. There's more from the news pages, also coming up later in the feature section, Lessons from the Torpid. Hibernators have some helpful tips for keeping humans helpful. And we will wrap up this week with a look back into the archive to 1985. And a soaring pterosaur, scientists tried to recreate the flight of one of the largest creatures ever. We'll begin with our top news story this week. It's called Antibiotic Fails Sinus Infection Test. Medicine doesn't clear up blocked sinuses any better than a placebo, a new study finds. Nathan Sepper reports. Anyone who's felt the pressure of a week-long sinus infection won't be happy to hear it, but a study finds that a commonly prescribed medicine doesn't clear up such attacks any better than the body does on its own. The findings in the February 15th Journal of the American Medical Association don't apply to people who have chronic sinus infections lasting 28 days or more. But people with trademark signs of an acute sinus infection, yucky drainage, facial pressure, sore teeth, congestion, and headache for a full week, overall fared no better with antibiotics than did people getting inert pills, scientists at Washington University in St. Louis report. This struck me as a very well-designed, conducted, and analyzed study, says James Hughes, an infectious disease physician at Emory University in Atlanta. It adds to evidence showing that in most patients with acute sinus infections, antibiotics don't add value. The researchers randomly assigned 166 adults with sinus infections to get either amoxicillin or a placebo three times a day for 10 days. All patients received other drugs for symptom relief as needed. Three days after treatment started, the two groups had improved at the same pace. Seven days out, slightly more patients getting antibiotics reported improvement, but this edge disappeared by day 10, when about four-fifths of each group reported significant improvement in their sinus infections, says study co-author Jane Garbett, a physician and researcher at Washington University. James Gill, a practicing physician who also heads Delaware Valley Outcomes Research in Newark, Delaware, says the medical community has tried to slow the prescribing of antibiotics for sinus infections for years. But I don't think practice patterns have changed much, he says. Doctors are under pressure from patients to do something, and telling them their symptoms are likely to resolve in a week or so rarely satisfies them, Gill says. A big part of the problem is the sinuses' inaccessibility, according to Hughes. The bacteria that cause patients' misery hole up and overproduce in the sinus cavities when they become blocked by excess mucus production, typically triggered by a respiratory infection. But culturing those hold-up bacteria is tricky, since readily obtained nasal microbes might be different from what's growing farther in, Hughes says, which cannot be sampled without invasive techniques. Without cultures, Garbett says, targeting sinus infections with drugs is a best guess. Her team used amoxicillin since it's effective against streptococcus pneumoniae, a common culprit in sinus infections. To make sure the drug had a good chance of working, the researchers obtained and tested simple nose swabs from children in the surrounding communities beforehand. They found little S. pneumoniae resistance to amoxicillin. Despite that, 
the antibiotic ultimately showed no benefit. Gill says even the correct antibiotic often fails to knock out a sinus infection because the bacteria are socked into closed spaces in the sinuses and the drugs just don't reach them well.